Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. You can just really feel the love of God in that. But people that want to love the Lord. Amen. Not putting on a performance here, so I just want to love God. <clears throat> Amen. So um, I really hope that uh, these, <laughs> all of these uh, restrictions lift. I just, I really, really, really miss every one of you. And even if you're new and you're online, man, it would be really nice to get to know you. I can tell you right now that uh, we just really love that sense of family, that sense of connection with each other. Our church is really grounded in a lot of things that way. We really like to enjoy that fellowship time. So I can just totally sense that everybody's probably having a really difficult time uh, during all of this uh, COVID time. But thank God we've all been praying. Um, You know, there's been uh, really cool things that have happened in the midst of it. I've talked to a number, number of people over the phone and had different times of even just praying with them and God just entering into the room, and it's like, wow, like, this is crazy, as, this is, as if this is happening over the phone, and uh, I find that that's really cool, that uh, God can still um, do wonderful things in a time when um, nobody is able to connect as much, because you know what? God's bigger than all of this, and he can actually reach in and, and still touch each person and still grow inside of you, so just want to encourage you, even in the middle of all of this COVID mess, just keep encouraging um, each other that uh, we are going to get through this and we're going to see the other side of it. So I just wanted to bring out, just a a month ago, I was preaching on uh, serving others and the desire that comes from a place of just loving God and for no other reason than that, and just focused on that desire from from God's love and and talked about um, the areas of the church and we talked about how there's experiencing Jesus, we have growing together and serving others, and you can see that at the bottom of our logo, but um, one of the things that we focused on uh, a lot in that uh, sermon was really on the serving others. I highlighted a few of the areas, but today I actually want to focus on another area. I want to focus on the area of experiencing Jesus, because I find that um, in um, in this vision that we have of experiencing Jesus, growing together, and serving others, we nutshelled a lot of things that we find in the scriptures, and um, I find that, you know, sometimes when we talk about these things, we think that, you know, we're done experiencing Jesus, now we're growing with others, and now we're serving others. Um, So we lose track of the first one, or we lose track of the second one, and we focus on just the last ones, and so I just wanted to bring it out that, you know, having all three of those things is the whole church. We want to always be experiencing Jesus, always growing together, and always serving others. We don't want to lose um, any of those because they're all valuable and they're all precious. And so experiencing Jesus, I actually want to go into this and I want to talk more specifically about salvation and just walking out a daily salvation and understanding some of those principles and how that is activated in our lives. And so, um, you know, many of us have a wonderful testimony on how God has brought us out of a dark, dark place, and delivered us from sin and destruction. And we also see these, uh, like, you know, this in the Bible, um, such as the prodigal son, right? And so 
I actually want to bring this out. So if we can go to Luke 15, 21 to 24, it says here, and just so you know too, I'm going to be a little bit quicker today because I don't want to, uh, to make this sermon uh, that long. So just really be engaged because I really want to just get like, uh, allow your spirit to just grab this concept and I, I don't need to drag it out much more than, than what it needs to. So, uh, so in Luke 15, 21 to 24, it says, his son said to him, father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Some manuscripts, oh, sorry. Uh, so please uh, take on, um, as a, take me on as a hired servant. But his father said to the, uh, Ted, uh, sorry, <laughs> tongue tied here, said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have uh, been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Woohoo! Right? So what do we learn in this? We learn that God is going to bring us back to that salvation. So, you know, a lot of us, we've had those, you know, uh, shipwrecks of destruction in our life, or maybe we never even knew the Lord. And so, you know, we end up finding who God is and we get saved and we're like, wow, the forgiveness and the salvation enters my heart and I feel set freed and I'm living a life free of sin. Um, and now I can live out uh, a, a relationship with God. Um, you know, and I find that, um, you know, there's times in our lives where, you know, we get to the end of ourselves and we, we're coming back to the Father, such as the prodigal son. We come back to knowing who God is. And there are times that, um, you know, that we remember in our past, big moments, big things that have happened, and we hold on to those things, right? We, we allow those to be the, the roots and the founding blocks for our salvation. We're accepting those things to, to keep us grounded and to keep us solidified in our faith. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, if we talk about, say, like a, a businessman that gets saved and as a result finds that truth of the Lord, right? And has that moment, has, has that place of being set free and maybe he was not um, the nicest uh, to his employees and maybe, you know, he um, spent his money uh, not doing his taxes the right way and just not knowing who God was and didn't understand what love was and just a whole bunch of things. And so he comes to know the Lord um, and, and then all of a sudden he has this transformation. He realizes, wow, look at what Jesus did. Look at how he loves me. Look at how he cares for me. Oh my gosh. And he has this transformation moment where he gets to the end of, end of himself and he comes to his, onto his knees and he says, God, I want to know you. And when he gets to know him, you know, he wants to finally help out. And he says, oh my gosh, I want to help out in the church. I want to do some things that I can actually, uh, uh, that I can actually put my hand to because of this great love that God ha has shown me. And he's motivated out of this salvation. But you know what's interesting is that even somebody who has done that can still conduct himself in old ways due to not understanding a different way entirely in his life. And so what I'm trying to bring out here is that even in our uh, salvation that we've experienced, even in our great, amazing testimonies that we put ourselves, um, that, that we say are, are pillars for why we uh, have continued this path is not good enough 
to even enter into all of the fullness that God has for us. Because even a businessman like that could take some of his earthly and some of his worldly ways of doing things and say, but it's for the good of the church, but it's for the betterment of the people that I can conduct myself this way, that we can operate these ways financially, but yet we can lose sight of some of the, the, the wonderful qualities that are founded in the scripture on how we can even refine those areas of our lives. And I find that a lot of the times when it comes to our salvation, we look at our salvation through this one simple lens that it comes down to just experiencing God the Father saving us in these really wretched moments. But then when it comes to our everyday lives and walking it out, we say we've already had enough. We've already had the experience we need, so we don't need to latch on to things that, um, we don't need to latch on to all of these different types of, uh, of ways of changing our lives and finding new ways of getting to experience that fullness that God has for us. And I find that many times we find ourselves running from our salvation and picking up our old ways. And what I find when we run away from our salvation and picking up our old ways is that we find that we live in a spirit that's deprived of that sonship, of getting to know who God really is, of that experience that we had. Think of that prodigal son. Think about when he came and embraced uh, the God and he, was able to, um, and he was able to come into that loving relationship with him again and get back into all of the things that he did before. Wasn't that a wonderful moment? Do you know that we can have lots of moments like that throughout our whole lives? <clears throat> so what are we seeing in our churches? Do we see leaders repenting for hidden sins? You know, I remember back uh, a number of years where you know, even as a leader, not, not in a, a leader of what I'm doing right now, but as a leader, when I was um, struggling with an area of uh, pornography in my life, um, struggling with, um, you know, uh, like smoking still, um, believe it or not, when I came back to the Lord, there was a season of my life where, um, where I even smoked, and it wasn't when I was leading, but the other one was, and, and you could say, well, what the heck, Aaron? Why would you bring this out? Why would you tell us this? I want to tell you this because you know what? The Lord wants to set us free. He wants to be a deliverer. You know that I had to, I didn't get discovered in this. I didn't have someone find this out for me. I actually just came forward with it. I just came forward and said this <coughs> to, the, to my leaders, to my, to my father. Had to work something through in my life. Had to have thoughtful, heartfelt discussions, had to have times of prayer, having to have times of repentance, having to have times of understanding the love of God, having to have times of knowing what it means to live a life set free in that area of my life. Why am I bringing that out? Why would I bring that out? Because to be honest with you, I find that we live a life of secrecy. I find that we live a life where as leaders or as people that are um, putting ourselves, um, you know, in, in, uh, in our communities and in our church culture and in the places that we serve, we can't accept who we really are. We can't accept the areas of our hearts on how we've really been in our own lives. But I want you to know that you're not needing to be there. You don't need to stay there, that you can live 
a life where just like in the prodigal son story, that it's a continual habitual thing of coming to the Lord, of coming in way of repentance, of coming and saying, you know, I, I've, I've, I've sinned against heaven, I've sinned against earth, not being exposed, but coming willfully and coming into exposing those areas of lies, exposing those things that, that we are ridded with in our own selves. <clears throat> How many people hide it under a rug? I've seen so many churches. I believe it is like almost like living in a whitewashed tomb where when you look at it, it's you never hear of anything, but then you find out that somebody was sleeping around in the church and then they're not in the church anymore, but we've never actually dealt with those issues before they became issues. We just simply wash them away and we throw them out and we live in this place of just making the church look a certain way, where if we were honest with ourselves, if we were exposing our own sinful natures and saying, here's my area of sin, here's my area of challenge, here's my area of weakness, I don't care what position I hold, I don't care what I'm doing, this is what I have in front of my life right now, this is my hurdle of challenge, what can I do at this point in time in my life? We should embrace a lifestyle of exposing that sin and finding the freedom in our lives. A church should not look unblemished. A church should have blemishes that are being washed. We should be seeing blemishes being washed. And it's the experience of seeing blemishes washed in our lives and washed in the lives of others that we can understand how to even experience that love that God has for us. How can we say that you know, we're a church that loves when we can't even experience that love, see it in other people's lives, and know how to bring people to that experience of freedom. Let's go to Genesis uh, 3, 8 to 10, because I believe this goes right back to the beginning, right back to the very first sin. And I really hope we find some freedom in this today, guys. So in Genesis 3, 8 to 10, it says, When the cool evening breezes were blowing... The man and his wife heard the Lord, God walking about in the garden. So this is after they've eaten of the apple, or whatever fruit you want to think of it, uh, whatever fruit it was, and God said, don't eat of that, because <coughs> it's the wisdom of life and death, um, uh, of sin and, and everything like that. So basically, um, God was saying, don't eat of that tree. And so they hid, right? So it says that, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. This is after they've eaten, right? And God said, don't do this. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Guys, this is the moment right here. Separation. Separation was the first instance that happened when they ate of that fruit. Do you know that they were walking in unity? They were walking in freedom, in unity with the Lord in that time in the garden. They were separated. We weren't made for that. And also you can experience the fear and the anxieties that were building up. How many of you have heard, you know, oh, I have anxiety, I have depression, I have anxiety and depression, I, have, I need a pill, I need a pill, I need a pill. We have separated ourselves from the Lord. In separation from the Lord, we were never made for that. I was never built to live with sin. I was never built to live in a life where all of those things were 
uh, were, were haunting my character. I was never built that way. I was never built to not have communion with the Lord. This is from the beginning. God destined Adam and Eve to have communion with, with him in the garden and walk around and, and, and have this connection. And man screwed it up. And we caused separation because we're disobeying God. And then we end up hiding from God and we end up hiding those things and we end up destroying ourselves because we're trying to, uh, we're trying to take care. We're trying to, we're trying to take care of our, have preservation for our own selves. But do, do you know that, that we actually are, are living in a state of fear? We're living in a state of distrust. We're living in a state of not having proper connections with God. And we feel that in our spirit with whatever sin that we're faced with. But we live that life. We live this whitewashed life that's full of just destruction and mayhem in our own spirit and in our own souls. <clears throat> Man. And so I just find that that lack of connection with God is what separates us. It's that sin that separates us from God. And it's backed up in scripture. Isaiah 59.2 says, it's your sins that have cut you from God, off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. My sin turns away my connection with the Lord. Not your connection, my connection with the Lord. And each one of us, we have to assess that in our own lives. What's more important for our own lives? The preservation of whatever it is that we're looking at Adam was face to face with the Lord and he hid behind a bush. And you're worried about a leader. You're worried about a few people in the church. You're worried about a few friends. You're worried about all of that. We're worried about those things. But it's the sin that cuts us off. We don't need to be worried about those things. We need to go to God with these things. Because we have the cross. We have Jesus. He set us free of these things. So if we become the prodigal son, and not only the big testimonies of our lives of salvation, but in every action, we'll have a church so rooted in the experience of Jesus that it'll just keep continuing to shine. It scars, it, it, it scares me to see a church that does not show its blemishes and, and just the things that are going on and that we need to not only show those blemishes, but we need to allow a place where we can see them being fixed. Guys, we all have them. We all have them. Like the prodigal son. Guys, I've had moments in my life, like I said, with the pornography. I've had jealousy in my life with other leaders that have stepped forward and done different things, and I had to deal with that in my life. I've had moments of laziness where I got completely complacent and just wanted to uh, just starve myself of all of the nutrition I could get from, from spending my time with God. I've been in moments of being highly depressed. I've had anxieties. I've had fear. 
um, number of other sins. I had to expose those areas of my life. I continue to expose those areas of my life and get free with the Father God healing my heart. We can't do it alone. We need God and we need a church that loves like God. Think of it like this, that prodigal son. I wish I could, you know, with COVID uh, restrictions, it's just so difficult to, uh, to demonstrate some things, but just like a hug, just like a nice, warm, embracing hug, like that prodigal son with his father, he had a warm embrace do you know that he came home and he was sinful? He did everything wrong. He lost everything in his life. He was completely wrong in so many things. And as soon as he came home, the only thing that he got was a hug. He got a, a warm, welcoming hug. And how many of you guys know that you have ever had those moments in your life where you're just like, all I needed was just that hug. And you're like, I don't know what it was, but just something transferred when I had that hug. Just something broke me down and just, I felt comforted, I felt safe, I felt secured. And it's in those moments of feeling that safety and security that we feel that we don't have to worry about putting on a cover. We don't have to worry about putting on a mask. We don't have to say, I'm just, I'm going to work it out my own way and I'm going to hide this from them because if I hide that from them, I can deal with it first and then I'll come back. It's the old way of living, guys. It's, it's the sin of old. It's the sin from the very beginning, from the garden. Guys, come to the loving embrace of God when his love, it's just like, it's just like his love can just overwhelm us. Just allow that love right now just in all of those sins, all of those areas. I've just told you guys a laundry list of things that I've, I've had in my life in forms of where I should be leading and, and growing and serving. These are areas, guys, where I've just exposed those things. And you know what? When I love the Lord, when I just feel his love on me, when I just feel him hugging me, like even right now, just embracing me and hugging me and just caring for me, I can just say, God, I just have this challenge in my life. I just have this struggle in my life right now. And I just, I'm always, you know, uh, getting to this place where I just feel so scared or alone. And when I get that way, God, it gets me to just harm the things in my own life, to, to be harmful to myself. And I, I, I'm not doing good, Lord God, in that. And, and having people that reflect the love of God and just are willing to hug you when you fell away, are willing to just grab you and say, I love you. I am here with you. That is the first thing you need to know, that you are with me. And no matter what, I'm never going to let you go. No matter what, my love will never let you go. I just love who you are, and I care for you. And what is it you want to bring forward? What is it that you need to bring forward to, to my attention? That's what God is able to do. And, he's, and you're able to say, God, I did something wrong over here. I hurt you over here. I hurt this person over here. And you can say, 
why you were weak in those moments. Because in that love, in that hugging moment with the Lord, you can say why you were weak and why you need healing. If you need to really get that sense of that love and that connection. Guys, I have issues that I'm working out right now. I have tons of issues that I'm working out right now. I have to out, work out areas of, my, of salvation in my heart right now in, in, in so many ways. I need to deal with areas of, of feeling a, a sense of just having perfectionism and getting upset when things don't work out. I have to deal with some areas in my heart. I get upset and that frustrates people that I work with. It can frustrate my family. It can frustrate others. I could express my sins to you if we were in a discussion. I can just, it's not a place that I need to feel isolated. It's not a place I need to feel like I have to figure out how to get my own answers. We should feel loved and safe to express our concerns. And we should see that in this moment of being able to bring out truly who we are, that in the Father's love, in, in, in coming into to knowing that love and coming into having people around us who know that love, we're going to see moments of setting free. We're going to see moments of transformations. We're going to see moments of people that you never even n- knew them for the life that, they could ex- the, the, the life that they're, they're going to experience. Because when we lift off the secrecies, when we lift off those areas that we hide and we show those areas, but we live a life where we're perfected through God, that we, we live a life where God comes in and loves on us and, and shines in on us and sets us free. We live a life that's completely set free and that no enemy, no destruction can come to that. He's not going to wipe out uh, you know, somebody who's been sleeping around on a worship team and all of a sudden you don't see them on the worship team anymore and you say, what happened? What happened to that person? And then you're going to find out that there was this long history, this laundry list of things that have been going on because people are going to bring it out when it comes in small form. People are going to be able to bring it out. And it doesn't matter what position you hold. It doesn't matter how far you get in your faith and say, I'm never, I should never feel this. Paul said, you know, that never think that, that you're so far off that you're not going to fall yourself. But we should feel love and safe to express our concerns. I'm moving through those challenges that I've expressed to you. I don't have a problem bringing out those things because I'm secure in the love of God. I'm secure in knowing his love. I know that it's his love that matters. And I know that the people that are around me are needing to operate in that love. And when they operate in that love, I know they're connected with him. And so that's what I'm experiencing. And that's what I need others to experience as well, too, when they start coming forward with different things. It's the love of God that first frees us, and then he cleanses us from the sin. In uh, John 8, 4 to 11, you guys know this passage, the woman that was caught in adultery. So teacher, they said, to Jesus. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? <laughs> okay. Wanted to test him. Not only that, they were ready to get him to pick up a stone. That's what they're basically saying. So they were trying to trap him into saying something 
they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. Not sure what he wrote, but there's a lot of people that speculate a lot of things on that. So they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. And he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus says, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. He says, Neither do I. He didn't condemn her. But he also said, Go and sin no more. Do you know that he's given opportunity for life to be experienced here? He's given opportunity. He's saying, He's saying that he is not going to condemn, that he is basically saying, I don't condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Don't sin anymore. Guys, this is why replenish retreats are so vitally important. And confessing our sins to one another in small groups, in times of communion with each other, it's so vitally important. And we can help grow the love of God in each one of us because in moments of being separated, which sin is, separation from God, we can choose to expose those separated moments in our life and say, you don't have that separation. Show me what I need to do. Show me where the connection is drawn, where I come back into knowing that connection with the Lord. I can't express to you, just even, the, I, I want to use it pornography as an example because there are so many leaders and so many pastors and church members that are suffering in that area and no one talks about it and no one is saying, I want freedom in that. Come and talk to somebody who experiences that freedom. I had to fight for a freedom. If you need a freedom, come and have a conversation with me. Pick up the phone. I'm going to embrace you with love. I'm going to show that I love and care for you. And we're going to have a time where we can talk about how you can experience the love of God. We're going to talk about how you can have a freedom in your soul. Where you can actually live a life where God wanted you to not live under a, a spirit of oppression. A spirit of separation. A spirit of anxiety. A place where you were never designed to be a place where you were never meant to have existence. You were never meant to live under those areas of sin in your life. All the destruction that you've experienced, all of the lies that you've believed over who, they, over who you think that you are. You were made for connection with the Lord and you are meant to be brought back into the fold and there is not a single sin on this earth that could ever separate you if you choose to deny those sins and those acts and those ways that you were and say, come and say to yourself, I'm coming back and I'm exposing all of those areas of my heart. And I'm saying, I will not hide those things and I want the freedom and I want the life that God truly brings and truly wants to set me free from. I can tell you right now that there are areas of truth in my life that I've experienced that I am willing to share with you, that I am willing to love on you with. 
And there's also areas that I'm suffering in, that I'm seeking guidance from the Lord on, that I will be set free in because I'm choosing to bring them to the light and I'm choosing to walk in a way where God is going to continue to refuel my life and bring me to moments where I'm set free and I'm in communion with God himself. And no one will destroy that from my life because I am choosing a life of being replenished and revitalized by him and having him be my freedom and having him deal with all the roots of anxiety, all the roots of fear, all the roots of separation in my life and setting me free and putting me in a place where I experience the life that he has destined over my life and believing not a lie that somebody wants to ensnare me with, but believing that he truly cares for me that way and he truly wants my life free in every way. You can get more replenished in your life if you choose to open your, the gateways of your heart and say, God, bring me to you and let me free of these areas that have entrapped me. The course for some of you my whole life, I have heard God crying out for some of you, and he showed me areas where you need freedom, and where God said, this person has suffered so long, and you have no idea, Aaron, and I just sense the love of God that just reaches into that person and says, if I could just touch that person, if you know how much he wants to love you, if you knew the sentiment of how much he cares for a soul that may have never experienced the actual impact of a love that's needed in your heart, where you feel like they're going to judge you, that someone is going to deny you, if you knew how much he wants you, you would realize that you could come and get your moment of freedom. If you could realize the love that the church was built on, if you could realize that if you experienced a whitewashed experience of Christianity, it is not meant for that. We are not meant to live that life. We were meant to live a life of connection and communion with Jesus. You were meant to experience Jesus. You were meant to have a continual salvation. A salvation is, I've sinned, save me. I've sinned, save me. When I first came back to the Lord, I went through a life of acting all gangsterous or something like this and when I was saying about smoking and stuff I felt like there was some pride that I had to deal with in my life an ego a sense of uh, a sense of, of of not allowing an area of vulnerability guys the love of God is so much more important the love of God is so much more important than anything anything that you want, any walls you want to put up, any mask you want to put on. The love of God is so much more precious. The love of God is so worth it. 
I'm telling you, you want that freedom. Let's just pray, God, I just pray that the love of you just goes into each heart right now. And where people feel off, Lord God, I pray that they could bring it to the light. God, I pray that as leaders, we could bring our issues to the light. God, as people that are doing, I don't know, whatever it is, even being in a community and just not wanting to tell the people around us, God, that we would live a life of love, that we'd live a life of care and concern, Lord God. That's it. That's the end of the message. You know, it just, it really does scare me, guys. I don't know if we can have the worship team up, but it just scares me to see a church that doesn't show their true challenges. Guys, we can act holy, but not live holy. You hear me what I'm saying? We can act holy, but not live holy. Guys, it's more than just being holy. It's being in communion with the Lord. To be in communion with the Lord requires holiness because it's separation when we have anything contrary to what he's established. I really hope that there's a better way that you ex can experience the love of God even more as we move forward. And I just pray that the love of God will just reach in and just grab your heart and just give you the life you need, the life God made you to have. So I just thank you, Lord God, for today. I just pray, if we can just have some music just playing in the background a little bit. If we can just have some music. And God, I just pray, Lord God, that right now, just take a moment right now, we don't need to rush this part. We don't need to rush the part that's important for you. Just take this moment right now. We've ended the service early. You've got plenty of time. Just take a moment. Just ask God. Ask God for love. Ask God for his connection to you. Get him to embrace those areas right now those areas in your heart, those areas that you desire to have freedom, those areas that you desire to know him. Forget about, forget about everybody else. Forget about if someone judged you. Forget about if someone misinterpreted you. Forget about any of it. Forget about how far that sin went. It does not matter. It does not matter. What matters is what you do with it. What matters is how you deal with this. God, we just pray that you would just expose the lies right now. You'd expose the liar right now. Just like Adam hiding in, hiding in a bush, you'd expose that liar, that liar that says hide it. You'd expose that liar. Pray for your love, Lord God, to just intervene right now that your love would just come in and touch that person's heart right now, Lord God. 
that your love would penetrate their spirit right now. I pray for your love, Lord God, to reach in deep. Provide them with safety and security, Lord God. Provide them with an overwhelming love and connection, Lord God. Allow him to speak and minister to you. Allow the Lord to speak and minister to you. Just be honest with him. Be honest with him. Just keep worshiping the Lord. Let's keep worshiping the Lord as we're going forward here. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.